I'm so me that I would just be like, well, nothing matters now. I don't have to. I can I can run around naked like outside. Like I'm yeah. going to die in two weeks. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 42 of the Ross Trevino Project. Today's guest is the host of the Manic Pixie Weirdo podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Abigail. Hey, there you are. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. It's morning there, isn't it? How long <laughs> have you been awake? A couple of hours. So. Oh, that's good. Are you an early bird? Not really. No. I just got like I just panicked and I like <laughs> I get really nervous and so I just was like, uh, I like I woke up at like six thirty and was like, oh my gosh, I missed it and like I freaked out. So, oh, did you think it was four in the morning at, for a minute? Yeah, I did. <laughs> You're like, did I really agree to four in the morning? <laughs> I panicked. I panicked. No, I felt really bad. I was like, oh my gosh, I missed it. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Ah. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> but that's yeah. just like how my mind works. That's just like what happens is like I'll see something like that and then I'll completely misread it, like knowing full well that we agreed on 10. But then <laughs> for some reason, I will be like, but it says four. So I, yeah. I clearly did something wrong. Like I can scroll up and see we agreed at 10, but like. I panicked. I just panicked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, well, thanks for agreeing to do this. Um, yeah. So uh, let's talk about your podcast. Um, oh, okay. What, what's the like origins of it? Uh, you said on a podcast you were started with your mum or you were going to start with your mum. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I was going to start it with my mom as like we were going to do it together. And we were going to co-host with each other and uh but and we were going to talk it was the same premise we were going to talk about all the different kinds of relationships that you have in your life um but like through scheduling and stuff like that it didn't like we both have really busy lives and so we couldn't um like just make it work so i ended up just like taking the idea and running with it um and she's been on the show so <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been it, it it was complete arrogance on my part because I like approached her with the idea and she's way more organized than me. <laughs> so, <All right>. <laughs> yeah. So like when I took the idea and ran with it, like it was just one of those things where I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Like I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I'm making this completely up as I go. Um, <laughs> but it would probably be a very different show if she was on the show, too. <laughs> Uh, did she want a certain time every week that you wanted to do it and you were more like oh, I would just want to do it when I feel like it well she's very um she's much more type a than I am and so she's much more like I want like show notes I want to have like an outline written blah blah blah, blah like all of that kind of stuff and like scheduling as far as like we need to have a set day to record whereas like I have no set day to record. Like I still haven't got the recording out for this week. So I'm like going to do that after this. <laughs> so I'm like super not. Yeah. And also like I only give like five roadmap questions and that's sort of my outline. But like I just like to see where the conversation is going to take us rather than like having a set like topics, like bullet points kind of a thing. So yeah. 
That's funny. Did you have a name uh, that you were going to call it, or were you going to call it like the weirdos instead of weirdo? <laughs> no, we actually we didn't get that far. <laughs> we did not get that far. Um, and it was originally my show was originally called Internal Dialogues of a Curious Human. Oh, that's but. Cool. Yeah, I I liked it too, um, but I didn't. I thought it was too long, so I that's why I shortened it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, oh, they're both good. Like every time you yeah. do, oh yeah, but like every time you do the intro, it's like you're listening to internal dialogues of a curious <laughs> human is just like a whole mouthful versus like you're listening to the manic pixie weirdo. It's three words shortened. Let's just say it encompasses everything. I'm trying to like the feel of everything. So too many syllables. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I was about to ask something. I can't remember what it was. Oh no. I do that all the time. <laughs> I had a good question as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, you said you're a curious person. Did that curious curiosity ever end you up in any weird situations as a child? Oh my god! All the weird situations, all the like, all every situation from the good, the bad, the ugly, the like weird, all of the, just all of them. Like I, but I've always been really, really curious like always been really curious um even like as a little little kid so like when I was in daycare they would do I went to this like daycare where they did where we, we were the kids were basically guinea pigs and we just they just like ran experiments on us um so it's pretty common <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty common here in the states like you major universities will have like daycare that you can send your kids to but basically the like the uh, the catch is that they run experiments on your out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they like, but it's like for observational purposes and like scientific, like so that people in the uh, like the child development and research programs at these universities can study children and like get their degree in child psychology and like child development. Uh, so it's not like super, they're not like injecting us with stuff. They're like putting shaving cream on a, ta on a table and like seeing what we do. <laughs> and speaking of that, like, so I was, I, I was always really curious because I was always the first person where like, they would put shaving cream on the desk and I would be the first person to touch it, to poke it, to like put it in, your mouth. <laughs> put it in my mouth. Yeah. Like put it on my face. Like I was the first person to do all that stuff. Um, and I've said this before, but I'm like, like my curiosity, if I, if I'm any animal, I'm an alley cat because like that's where like those are the situations my curiosity sometimes will get me into. Um, and it does get me in trouble sometimes, but I'm really just curious. Like I really just want to know and like understand. So like if I ever ask a question, I have to tell people sometimes like if I ever ask a question that's like super offensive, like I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. And I'm just trying to ask a question and get like a like an honest answer. And so I haven't run into that problem just yet, but I'm sure it will happen at some point, you know. Probably. <laughs> Like, and I don't mean to, I just am really trying to understand, you know, like the world around me because I don't know how to do this thing called being a human. I don't know how to do that, That it seems it's a very odd concept for me. Cause like, especially in social situations, I'm super awkward and I like, don't know how to like communicate with other humans. And I just like say stuff. And, uh, and then I get told later that that's not like socially appropriate. And then I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. Great. <laughs> that's why it was awkward. Okay. 
uh i always say stuff that's uh i don't think is as weird as, as it turns out to yeah. be until the other person reacts and i'm like what <laughs> exactly like all the time that's like my life like all the, that's why i just that's why i like stay at home and i don't have, i have limited human contact because i'm just like i'm not good at being human like i don't know how to do this so we're just gonna isolate myself and it'll be fine <laughs> limited human exposure uh sick so um yeah what um when you first came up with the idea to do the podcast in uh and it's all to do with relationships to other things like where did that idea originate from me and my mom it just it was literally just discussing it with your mom yeah i was literally discussing it with my mom and just like talking about you know, there are people have all different kinds of relationships in their life. It's not just like with your parents or your siblings or your significant other or your grandparents. Like there are so many different, like everything is a relationship. Like in my world, everything is a relationship. And I don't think that people, I think that it comes a lot from not only my curiosity, but my awkwardness as a human being um, and just trying to understand the world around me and like relate to it because that's how I connect with the world around me is I have a relationship with everything. And I, you know, I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, yeah, yeah. Cause she had no idea what a podcast was. And I was like, I had to like explain the whole thing to her and uh, I had to show her some, and then my dad, oh my gosh, sorry, side note. Um, I told him, we were telling my dad about it one time and he was like, well, where do I watch it? I was like, you don't watch a podcast, dad, sorry. <laughs> like, it's, it's usually audio, so you're not invited. Um, but yeah, uh, it was really just like bouncing the idea off my mom and just being like, you know, people don't talk about this. Like everybody talks about re the relationship, the obvious relationships that you have in your life. And I don't want to talk about those because I get really bored really, really easily. So I want to talk about everything. Like it gave me an avenue to pretty much talk about everything I want to talk about um, with the common thread of it being a relationship. So yeah, I don't really know if that answers your question, but I tried. I know it's good. Um, you know how uh, you can have toxic relationships with people. What's the most toxic relationship you have with either an inanimate object or like books? A principle. A books. All right. I have a very toxic relationship with books. I don't know if you can see right now, but I have so many books. Like my husband made the fatal mistake one time of taking me to half. We have this bookstore called Half Price Books where every book is half priced. And he made the fatal mistake of taking me to half price books one time and uh, basically telling me I could fill up a basket. Um, <laughs> How big are the baskets there? <laughs> oh, well, mm, they had rolling baskets and then like the little baskets that you carry in your hand. So, of course, I picked the rolling basket that you push like the, the trolley cart that you push like with your hands. And um, yeah, we uh, about $250 later, we came out and he was like, OK, so I'm never doing that again. And if I ever tell you to do that again, I'm having a stroke. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. I have a. I have a pretty sometimes toxic relationship with books because I'm somebody who like when I find a book that I love, 
I go deep. Like mm. I read it and I read it a million times. I listen to the audiobook a million times and then I do research on it because I want to find out like everything about the author, about all these characters, what it took to write it, like all the different like av- like I want to know it. and it can get very like tedious and seemingly a waste of time and it probably is because it serves no other purpose than to fill my life with joy so (laughs) do you get obsessed with stuff then yes i do i do it's a problem really i don't get obsessed with like like i don't get obsessed with people I get obsessed with like inanimate objects. So like I'll get obsessed with like fictional characters and books or I'll get obsessed with like cleaning or I'll get obsessed with like um, like certain like just just certain things like that is where I get like really obsessive. But I don't get obsessive about like people or like places or things like like that. I get really obsessed with just like with the science, like I can have a pretty tough relationship with science as well, because I want to know everything (laughs) and my little brain can't understand everything. So then I have to get people on my podcast to come and explain them to me. (laughs) I want to know. What's the weirdest obsession you've ever had? (laughs) The weirdest obsession I've ever had. Hmm. Let me think. Wait, I got, I get really, so when I was a kid, I was really into Harry Potter. Mm was is still there's a certain part of me that's still um pretty attached to that as a childhood like thing um but i got super obsessed with like wicca and um like paganism and i just like dove head i wanted to know everything about it and it like took over i was like that weird kid that was obsessed with like wicca and like pagan stuff in a in the middle in a town in the middle of the bible belt in the the united (laughs) states so like that was me that was probably not the most socially acceptable or like probably not the best thing i could have done for my social life when i was a kid but do you think the taboo of that at the time may have drawn you towards it oh yeah Oh, yes, absolutely. Anything that was anything that's different from me or the environment that I live in, I want to know everything about. Like, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's different or like um, and I think probably like looking back on it, my obsession with like the Wicca and the pagan stuff was the shock value of it. Just the 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 very shocking nature of that, especially living in a town in the middle of the Bible Belt in the United States. Um And just that, like, yeah, I'm into this, like, weird stuff that you know nothing about. And, like, that arrogance, you know? (laughs) And the, like, ooh, yeah, be scared of me, you know? I can imagine you as, like, one of the characters in The Craft. (laughs) Oddly enough, I've never actually seen that movie. I've never seen that movie. No. (laughs) Uh. But, yeah, but I got, like, really... and. And then as I got older, I really started um, like getting it it sort of led like once I kind of got out of that like angsty part of it, you know, where it was like, I'm better than you because I know about this weird thing that you don't know about. Um, I it sort of led me into like my curiosity about uh, like other forms of spirituality and religion. And it so I I sort of like grew out of that like angsty part and decided that I was going to do a little bit more constructive like let's just dive into some research but i'm super in anything that's different from me 
or the world that I like the environment that I live in currently, um, I'm going to be interested in like, tell me everything I want to know. So you do for your podcast, you do a interview as well as doing your own take on whatever it is that you talked about. Which comes first? Generally, my take, your take, my take usually comes first. Um, And the reason I set it up like that was because I wanted I wanted to give myself an opportunity to kind of share my like like my not experience, strength and hope because I don't really have a lot of that. But like my just like my opinion and my perspective and like coming from it as like this is my so this is my opportunity to kind of like say my piece, give you my two cents on the subject matter. And then um, the second episode in the collection, I guess, is uh, the interview where I talk to somebody else. And that's really where I try to um, sort of hand the reins to somebody else and get like a a different perspective or a more in-depth perspective or like a professional perspective. But I really just want to see what other people's opinions are on that specific topic. Um, So that's sort of why I structured it the way that I did, uh, because I like to talk. So I needed to give myself like at least a solid hour to just sort of talk about whatever. (laughs) Did you not, uh, were you worried that in an interview situation, you'd spend too much of the time talking? So that's why you struck it as half talk and then half interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was definitely some like, okay, Abigail, I need to shut up. And like, I need to let somebody else talk. So... Yeah, that's why I did it that way, because it, it gave me an opportunity to say whatever it was I was going to say. And then I wanted to give somebody else a chance to talk um, about it without really sort of my opinion or um, my ideas sort of uh, rubbing off or like being because I don't want to I don't like it when people are like forceful in their like stances about things or like they're very like let's convert you to this way of thinking like I really truly just want to know and understand what somebody else's point of view is and so that's that's their opportunity basically it's like I'm just trying to give them an opportunity to have to say their piece about it um without like my opinion being you know in there and overshadowing and you know forceful i don't know how good i am at it but i'm trying (laughs) is there any of the topics you've covered so far that you had some hesitation about talking about every single one of them (laughs) literally every single one i get i have a panic attack like every single week about the episode that i'm putting out like i really do because (laughs) i get very very like anxious and i get in my head about it so i like get in my head and i'm like oh i shouldn't have said that or i'm gonna like somebody's gonna get really mad or i didn't like I, i feel like i came off really arrogant or really like rude in this situation i didn't mean to and i like get really in my head and then it's always the ones that i have like full blown panic attacks about that end up doing the best and so I don't even know why at this like I know that and I don't even know why at this point I'm I still get stressed out about it but I still get stressed out about it have you got any examples of ones you thought that sounded particularly bad in or that you were worried about uh what people thought about it oh yeah uh so I did one on abortion I was absolutely terrified when I did that one that's a spicy topic (laughs) And it's a spicy topic. It's a really spicy topic. And I, I, uh, I got really freaked out about it. It wasn't, but I didn't get freaked out about the interview that I did. I got freaked out about like my solo episode. 
um, that I did. Um, it's usually my solo episodes that I get super freaked out and like really panicky about because it's literally just me in a room talking to myself. <laughs> so, uh, it's very like train of thought and stream of consciousness. And so it kind of the, like you, you, if you've listened to it, then you'll know that I kind of, I take a bunch of side quests. I go down rabbit holes. I do all these. And sometimes I think it's too much. And so I will just panic about it. Uh, another one that I had uh, was about trauma. And I got really worried about like that one too. Um, really any topic that's not like, Marvel's Avengers Endgame. I'm um, because I'm pretty confident in my knowledge and my ability in Marvel's, you know, in, in any sort of Marvel situation. <laughs> but I'm not so confident about because I'm not a professional. So I'm not like a mental health. I don't do brain stuff. I'm not a brain doctor. I don't do psychology. That's not, I'm really interested in it, but I'm not a professional. Mm -hmm. And so I get very nervous about when I talk about those subjects, especially on my solo episodes, because I don't want to give bad information. Um, but I also want to be true to like my personal experiences to like how I've handled these situations and stuff. So yeah, it can be pretty stressful. <laughs> yeah. When I was scrolling through your episode list, I just looked to a bunch of the names of different ones. And there's a lot of ones to do with like anxiety and stuff like if it's not too much of a personal question where do your demons lie where do my demons lie all over the place honestly all over the place i have i have struggled with anxiety depression those are probably the two big ones that i've that are like very dominant in my life that, and that have been really dominant in my life since i was a child um, but as I got older, I realized that, um, you know, it's not just the depression and the anxiety. I have bipolar type two, I have ADHD, um, and like all these other kinds of things. And so, uh, yeah, my, my demons lie a lot in, in that. And I'm also really nervous when I'm like public speaking. And I know this isn't the same thing as public speaking, but it kind of feels like it sometimes. And so I get really like, like clammy about it um but yeah my demons lie all over the place it just kind of depends on the day so <laughs> i i have adhd as well so I, I can relate to that especially with the public speaking actually and also like i hear like different kinds of depressions seem to that adhd especially if it's undiagnosed seems to cause like different kinds of depression later on yeah, yeah. I actually recently, like within the last couple of months, uh, finally got officially diagnosed with ADHD. Oh, right. Um, and it's and like through the diagnosis and like, you know, being on and getting put on medication and then, you know, going to therapy and stuff about it. Um it sort of all clicked and it was like, oh, this, okay, so these are all actually symptoms of having ADHD that was undiagnosed for so long. Um, and like kind of, I look at it more in a, in a hopeful light because I get very relieved when something mm. like that happens. I get very relieved and I'm like, okay, I figured this thing out. Like I, like, I, like I have an answer. And if there's an answer, then I know that like there is light at the end of the tunnel kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. Like it's. Did you find, did you feel any depression straight away after the diagnosis? Not straight away. No. Um, not straight away. It was, it, it did come um, um, it, probably a couple weeks after where it was like, 
And it wasn't necessarily the depression that hit me. It was the frustration and the, um, the anger uh, that was rooted in fear of like, you're telling me that I'm just now figuring this out at 28 years old. And, uh, and now I'm like on medication and like, we're doing all this stuff and it's like working. And I feel like it's one of those things where it was like, oh, is this how normal people feel? Because I've never felt like this before in my life. And had I known this back, like in high school, this would have been like gold information for me Mm. to have. Like I've, and there's, so there's some resentment there. There's a lot of resentment, like, you know, even in college where it's like, (laughs) you know, like had I known like everything would have been totally different if like this hadn't been. So there was a lot of like, there was some anger, not really depression. That part hasn't really hit, but the, the anger side of it and the frustration of like, for real, really guys, it was this simple to fix. And we didn't do anything about it for 28 years. Really? Wow. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had a, like, the reason I asked is because I had that experience, like, straight. Well, it wasn't even when I officially got diagnosed, just when I realized that that was the case, just because then I had to wait a year for the actual diagnosis. And then, um, uh, it was, then <clears throat> I just I had resentment as well to, like, not not aimed at anyone in particular but just like mm-hmm. i would be so much further ahead in life if i'd known this when i was a child but then i re- but then i came to terms with it and like i would not be the same person i would am now if i knew yeah so, yeah yeah there is that you know there is that and it's always okay side quest there's that, side that quest. question <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call it on my show is a side oh, quest um but like you know there's that the, that really annoying question that people will ask you sometimes like what do you regret in your life or if you could go back and change one thing what would it be like even now having all this diagno- like these diagnosis and like figuring this stuff out and like where i am today like there's not a thing that i would have changed and mm. it's the most annoying question to me because it's like, I wouldn't be who I am today mm. if I hadn't had all those experiences and I hadn't done all these things and I hadn't been to all these places and met all these people and like made a buttload of mistakes, just all mistakes, mm. like very little, mostly error when it comes to the trial and error. But, you know, it's a learning experience. <laughs> Life is a journey. It's not a destination. <laughs> patient with yourself abigail <laughs> oh, i love it um what uh, i don't know if you've done this is a podcast topic yet but uh what's your relationship to death i have a, a very weird relationship with death because i have and this is so my depression um manifested itself when I was younger in a myriad of ways. And one of those ways when I was really, really little was um, a an obsession with like the macabre or the morbid um, and death. Um, I have a pretty, dis- and I've talked about this on my podcast, I have a pretty distinct memory of being maybe four or five years old and my dad tucking me into bed. And I am asking my dad something to the effect of, why do I have to be here? Why am I alive? What is the, like, why can't you just kill me? Um, And 
there's so much to unpack there to begin with at four or five years old from a child. What, what did your dad uh, you know, say? <laughs> well, he get, he actually gave me a very good, well, because, okay. Because my dad. Like, what? <laughs> no, no, actually, I got really lucky. I got really lucky because my dad um, actually has a background in psychology. So he was actually able to sort of unpack it. And I thought his answer was pretty good. And his answer was something to the effect of, you know, because your mom and I want you here with us because we're selfish and we wanted to have you here with us um, and like not in heaven kind of a thing. I mean, when you're explaining it to a four or five year old, like you kind of got to be a little bit, you know, like that. But um, and I remember but I remember being not satisfied with that answer. I remember being like, that's not a good enough answer for me to like give up on this idea. And uh, it led me down a whole bunch of rabbit holes, especially like, you know, callback to um, various and unsundry, like learning about various and unsundry um, spiritual and relig- organized religions um, and like begin. And really it started my sort of journey and quest to figure out like, you know, the answer to the question that nobody has of what happens to you when you die. And um, so I have a pretty like probably another toxic relationship in my life, a pretty morbid relationship with death. I don't uh, death scares me Mm. to a certain extent. Um, However, I will say that it scares me in the sense that I don't, I don't want to die like right now. Um, but I'm not afraid to die when it happens mm. kind of a thing. Like I under, I have an understanding that like it is a part of the life cycle and it's something that everything goes through. And it's actually incredibly beautiful if you really look at like how it all works and stuff like that, especially from like a biological perspective. I find that stuff super fascinating. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I have had suicidal thoughts in my past i have attempted suicide in my past um uh, as recently as 2019 um yeah and so i but you know i don't want to die i actually don't want to die like it's not i'm scared to die because i i feel like i still have more to offer like there's still more that can be done um I have more to do and I have more things to learn and I want to learn. And that's exciting to me. That's one of the things that like, I'm excited about being alive. Like today is that I'm excited to learn more things and I just want to learn everything. Um, but yeah, it's a weird relationship with death. I'm not like opposed to it. It's just one of those things where it's like, I just have a weird relationship with it. Uh, death is the thing that scares me most, which is pretty frivolous because it's going to happen, you know? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it's the inevitability of it um, kind of a thing. Okay, so here's another annoying question that people will ask. If you could know when you die, would you want to know? No. I didn't eat. I didn't either. Nope. Me either. No, thank you. Because then I would just be stressed out about getting all this stuff done before I die before this certain date. Absolutely not. I don't want to be that stressed out. That's too much. Yeah. I know. I think you feel like you'd make loads of really bad decisions as well like you know, maybe you'd quit your job because you find out because oh, nothing would matter and then and then you get kicked out of your house and then you find out you didn't that you weren't actually gonna die and the guy was full of shit who told you <laughs> oh my gosh wouldn't wouldn't that be the most annoying thing ever you don't that would be my luck though like i have the worst luck ever and that would be my luck is like some they would tell me when i'm gonna die and then it wouldn't happen it would happen like two weeks later yeah. and and i'm so 
I'm so me that I would just be like, well, nothing matters now. I don't have to. I can I can run around naked like outside. Like I'm yeah. going to die in two weeks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> nothing matters. Like It would be a nightmare of a situation. Absolutely not. Do not ever tell me <laughs> if you know, listeners, if you ever figure it out, do not tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> That'd be the worst prank to put on someone to persuade them they're going to die on a certain date. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember those death clocks that was like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh there was yeah, I remember those. we uh i was staying at a room in a room for a cousin's wedding with uh another one of my cousins and my brother and they had uh, i think it was final destination on dvd and like the and it had another disc and the other disc was death clock and because it was such an old dvd it actually like it said my cousin was gonna die like <laughs> two years ago or <laughs> two years before do you remember those <laughs> dumb emails that you would, do you remember those chain emails like mm. way back in the day that you would get and it was like if you don't forward this to people then you would be single for the next 10 years and then you're yeah. gonna or you're gonna die or something like that it's the very the, it's the same once, energy yeah, <laughs> yeah you're yeah. same energy same energy <laughs> oh they were so fun. They're like the original like Nigerian prince ones, but without a proper scam. Real? Oh it. my god! <laughs> Sorry. Another side quest. Did you know that the original like Nigerian email? It was actually this kid, this fourteen-year-old kid, like who lived somewhere in the United States, like in Ohio, oh, back really? in the, like way back in the day, like way back in the day. But he did it by mail by like handwriting wow. letters like it like it like it goes back that far like to where email wasn't a thing it used to be like it was this 14 year old kid that like sent handwritten letters to people for like asking people for like a dollar and like to send them a to send him a pair of jeans or something oh wow and it worked yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, oh it was God. a thing that, but that was the like original, the original Nigerian Prince email was actually a letter sent by a 14 year old from some guy, like from somewhere in like Ohio or something crazy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh yeah. You did an episode on scams, but I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Wait, what? <laughs> How did you get scammed? <laughs> oh my God. I've gotten scammed so many times in my life because I'm curious and I want to <laughs> believe the best in people. I do. I want to believe the best in people and I want to believe that like, you know, people can be trustworthy and I get scammed so often by like stuff that just it's just like very obviously not like this is not <laughs> legitimate, like very obviously not legitimate. I've gotten better at it, but mm. yeah, I got scammed like the three big times that I know about because I'm sure I've been scammed and like not, you know, like didn't know. Yeah, but like the three times C and three is just already too high. Like it's already too big right. of a number to admit to. <laughs> but I like the maybe more. As well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like usually people three are like, oh, I did it. Like it happened once. And I'm like, no, it's for sure at least three times happened to me. Um, <laughs> but I so I was young and by young, I mean like 18 and I wanted to, I've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry, just in some form or fashion. I don't really care what it is. Um, I just want to be in the entertainment industry. I want to make people happy and I want to like teach people and I want to like understand people. And like, I just love like entertaining because I'm a narcissist and that's what I like to do. And I like the attention on me and I want 
I want to be the center of attention. And so that's why I have a podcast. <laughs> it's all about what I want. Um, but I was trying to break into the modeling industry and I got this like weird email um, that was looking back hindsight's of course, 2020 um, super sketch, super sketchy, but it's uh, basically said something to the effect of like, they were going to send me money um, to like get everything ready. And that part wasn't a red flag to me because I had been doing some modeling stuff and they had said, you know, it's a scam if they ask you for money, but if you, but if they are like, if they're giving you money to do stuff, that's normal. That's like, so that, that was um, probably some of the worst advice that I ever got. Oh, bad info. But, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But um, so they were like, it sounded legit. They were like giving me, you know, they were going to give me X number of dollars. They were going to send me a check in the mail to like get my hair, makeup, nails, like cost, like all this stuff like done. Um, and then they were going to tell me you know, for transportation, like everything. Um, but what ended up happening was they wanted me to deposit the check in my bank account and then um, take the money out and sent like Western Union it to them. I actually didn't like once I got that far in the process, I didn't actually do it because I understood. I was like, this is weird. Like, this is not normal. Oh, so you didn't get fully scammed. You got almost scammed that time. Yeah, oh, but okay. I'm, but it was one of those things. But it, it got to the point where like it got as far as the bank before, like the bank basically was like, "Hey, and then so, just so <laughs> you <did>. know, <laughs> yeah, just so you know, this is like a scam." And I was like, "Oh, that the makes sense." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh so the bank caught it that's so funny <laughs> which is weird because i don't like banks and i don't trust banks but the banks were like good looking out for whoever that woman was that like straight up just told me like good looking out thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious so what they weren't gonna send you any money but you were gonna think that the check had gone into your account and send it to them is that how it worked Oh no, they sent me like a paper check and wanted me to deposit it into their, into my account. Mm. And then, um, and see, and this is the part because the check was a bad check, but mm. I tried to deposit it into my account and, and then before the check could clear, that's when they asked me yeah. to get the money out and Western union it to them. And when I took the check to the bank, um, and like explained what I needed to have happen. That was when, uh, cause they were trying to tell me like, well, the, like the check hasn't cleared. So we can't actually give you any money until the check clears. And I, then I explained the situation and the woman was like, yeah, so you're getting scammed and <laughs> we need to like, you know, time out on this. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Cause I'm an idiot. Oh, <laughs> So but i do i just want to believe like the best in people and i don't like and that that's such a naive like way to live but it just makes me sad to feel like i have to be on high alert all the time with everybody like it doesn't matter who it is like with everybody and so like and inevitably the one time that i take my guard down is the one time i'm gonna get screwed so oh <laughs> uh a shame like what do you um did you get very far with your modeling 
I'm still doing it. Still so doing yeah. It. Is that why your photo you sent me looks so like professional and nice? Yeah, it's, that, a it's an actual modeling photo. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a headshot. Um, it's not the most recent headshot that I have, but I'm still waiting on getting the new ones in. But yeah, so I'm still, I'm still dabbling in it. I like it. It makes me happy. It makes me feel good um, when I'm modeling. And so like, that's, I'm not really doing it to like get big or get famous. Like, obviously that's the pipe dream, but I'm not, I'm not as naive to think that like, it's actually going to happen. So I'm really just doing it because it makes me feel good and I like it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Um, you said you also do voice acting. Is that right? What what sort of stuff you done? <laughs> I read books out loud to people for money. So oh, I like, do like an audio book. Mm-hmm. Like a live yeah. one. Or how does yeah, that work? I do. Oh, it's not live. I do it's it's recorded. I do audio books. Um oh, nice. for like audio for like audible and stuff like that. I do. Yeah. And cause I not because I like to read. So I was like, this is perfect. I get to read. And it was my husband was like, this is the best because you get to read books for money instead of me having to go buy books. <laughs> <laughs> um and so yeah it's i really enjoy doing it plus i've done some like other voice acting work for like some commercials and um like video games there's a video game i'm working on right now for a voice yeah so i'm and i really really like it it's like the perfect amount of um like acting for me because i get to not be with other people i get to just do it like I get to do it by myself and I get to do it in the comfort of my own home. Um, And so I really, I really like it. I don't know. I just started very like within the last 18 months, it'll be like two years um, this coming year. So I'm still pretty new to it, but I really, really like it. I really do. Oh, that's awesome. So what you got coming up topic wise, do you know yet? Uh, Topic wise for voice acting or for, no, no, for your, like the for show. show sorry i wasn't clear yeah <laughs> actually the episode that's coming out this week and that'll be that we'll be talking about the next two weeks is about collective trauma oh and sort of the effects and like um those kinds of things uh about collective trauma i like i said i have procrastinated excuse me i have procrastinated and have not recorded the episode yet but that's because i've been having a lot of anxiety and i don't know how i'm i don't know quite yet how i'm gonna approach it um but it'll just flow and we'll do we'll figure it out but yeah that's that's that and then um the two weeks after the three weeks excuse me after that we'll be talking about uh gangs gangs oh interesting yeah yeah so that'll be some heavy hitters some heavy topics but Hopefully people will enjoy it and get a little bit of insight from it. I don't know. That's the goal anyway. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, so what generally scares you on a day-to-day basis? Everything. Everything. Um, I am, pro- I've said this before, I am probably one of the most terrified people you will ever meet because I'm, I just don't, I don't want to hurt anybody. And I don't think that that's a unique thing for me. I think that's pretty common amongst like most people. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, I, I don't think I'm unique in that thing. I, I just, I really don't want to like hurt anybody or hurt anyone's feelings or offend anybody or, um, you know, be mean. I don't, you know, and I don't, I just like, I don't want to be a negative power in the world. 
And so I, uh, I get really scared and I basically just like clam up and I, I end up just staying in my house, which is fine. And I do a podcast and I do voice acting from the comfort of my own home where I have limited human contact. So I don't have to worry <laughs> that much about it. Uh, but yeah, like everything scares me because <laughs> I just don't want, um, I don't want to be a negative force in the world. Have you actually had any bad uh, feedback for any of your podcasts in regards to like the topics you <gasps> covered? Or I got like... a one star. I got a one star review, but the but the the guy or the person I don't actually know if it was a guy, but the person who left it didn't actually leave a review. They just rated it one star and like didn't <laughs> tell me why they didn't like it. And I was like, okay, well then I'm not going to pay any attention to you because if you're not going to tell me what you didn't like, then there's no way because I'm very like solution oriented. So it's very much like if you like I'm all for constructive criticism and like feedback and all the stuff like absolutely tell me all the stuff. Uh, but if you're going to be mean about it or you're not going to like actually give it to me, you're just going to be that person that like leaves the one star and like doesn't say anything, then I'm going to ignore you because that's not a solution. There's like you've given me nothing to work with. So, so yeah, I, and I actually got somebody on Twitter who was like, I listen, okay, this, and this baffles my mind. I don't know what possesses people to do things like this because it would just never occur to me, but I, somebody asked for podcast recommendations. I linked mine as mm -hmm. one does. And I was just like, and they said something like, okay, I'll have a listen. And I was like, I hope you enjoy it. And then they came back like two days later and was like, listened and didn't enjoy it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't even remember who you were. I don't remember that this happened, but I'm sorry. Like I didn't respond. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Cause like, it just doesn't like that. Just it, it would never occur to me to do something like that to another person yeah. because if I don't like something, I'm just not going to listen to it. And I just, yeah. but I just like, won't Keep tell it to you. yourself. Yeah. 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 You know, like, but oh, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But having the audacity to come back like two or three days later and be like, listen to it. Didn't enjoy it. Leave me alone. I was like, <laughs> you, oh, okay. Like my bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, so yeah, right? what other podcasts would you suggest the listeners at home check out oh my gosh so many I have too many podcasts that I listen to it's a problem I have a toxic <laughs> relationship with listening to podcasts um, let's see I really enjoy uh, this show called The Villain Was Right and it's these I'll just give you like their synopsis I'm going to cheat and just tell you what they say about their show it is uh the villain was right hosted by craig fay and rebecca reeds they are based out of canada and they look at movies and television from the villain's perspective and basically dare to ask were they really all that bad like was the villain actually right in this scenario oh, that's so cool. and i love it it makes me so happy i love their show they're hilarious um and they they, they get into some like really heavy stuff sometimes, which I really enjoy. They'll get into mm. like the morals and ethics of stuff, moral philosophy, which I love, um, you know, all of these different things. And it's just, it's super interesting. And I really enjoy it. So that's like probably one of my top like favorite ones right now. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Well, uh, any words of wisdom before I let you go? Sure. Uh, just keep going. You're doing great. 
you're absolutely doing awesome. I love your show and just keep going. Don't get beat down by the haters. You're doing awesome. <laughs> uh, and if they tell me. you they don't enjoy it, then just ignore them because they're dumb anyway. Hey, thanks for listening and thank you to Abigail for joining me. You can catch episodes of her show, The Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast, wherever you're listening to this one, probably. Links to that and her social media can be found below. Anyways, that's it for me. Okay, nice one. Bye. Bye.